Welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris and I'm your host. This week I want to start out this episode with a scripture in Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 and starting in verse 9. And then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. And if you take away from your midst the yokes of oppression, wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed and the godly, and every form of false, harsh, unjust, and wicked speaking. And if you pour out that which you need to sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in darkness, and then from obscurity and gloom you will become like the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and dry places and make strong your bones, and you will be like a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters fail not. So this week, I want to talk about what it means to cry out to God and to hear Him answer. Again, thank you. My name is Kara Marie Morris. Thank you for tuning in. I just read in the very beginning in the intro, Isaiah 58 and verse 9 through 11. I want to be like that garden. You know, sometimes in life, it feels like I'm in a drought. It feels like maybe there's a drought financially, relationally, maybe in my job, or maybe in my relationship with God. I feel like this is just seems really dry and church just seems boring. God, where is that freshness with you? When I call out to Him, when I meet the needs of others, when I go to those that are homeless, afflicted, and those that have needs, I am able to stir up that well in me. And at first it refreshes me and it also meets those people's needs. When I cry out to Him and I say, God, where's that person you want me to talk to, love on, be Jesus Christ to this week? Who is that person? that I want to talk to about the Lord this week, then I am able to stir up that river. Jesus said that you now have a river of life flowing out of you and it begins to stir that river up and it eliminates that drought from that season and it brings a freshness and a refreshing. It says in Psalm 27, it says, you said to seek your face and my heart responds, Lord, your face I will seek. I will seek your face first and foremost over anything. And as I seek his face, that looks like different things in my job, at my church, in my one-on-one one -on -one time when I'm at home by myself and no one else sees me. When I seek his face, it looks different. It looks like me putting things away. It looks like me picking certain things up. It also means, you know, in the scripture, in, in the beginning, it says, whenever you begin to help others. When it says, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry in verse seven and bring the homeless poor into your home and to see the naked and that you cover them and to hide not yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. And then shall your light break forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness and your justice shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And then you shall call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry and he will say, here I am. So the, it's beneficial to me 
whenever I see the needs of others, whenever I cry out on my knees in prayer for others, for their needs to be met, because it stirs up that river. It helps me to be grateful for the things that He has given me. But also because I do that, He's gonna meet my needs. He's gonna bring the healing that I pray for for someone else. And you may be thinking, well, I don't necessarily have homeless people coming into my house or needy people that I know that need clothing. And we all do that as we support local churches. We're helping support homeless missions. We're helping support missions overseas. We're helping support different organizations as we do that in the local body, but also the people that we work with, the people we come in contact with at the grocery store, those people, there's another type of homelessness. You know, there's a reason why Jesus set up the ecclesia, the church, the body of Christ as a whole, is so that we could come together as a body and reach others, reach the lost. So maybe you don't come in contact with those that are physically homeless, but maybe those people are spiritually homeless. They need a home. They need to find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There was a time where um, I was overseas doing missions for an, kind of an extended period of time. And this country was absolutely gorgeous. One of the richest countries in the world. And you think, these people don't need anything. What could I possibly offer them? But what they needed was an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ. They had a hunger. They had a need for the supernatural, for healing. They just, just like everyone else, even though they had all their financial needs, they had a house, they had a car, they had everything that they needed physically, but mentally and emotionally, they were bankrupt. Spiritually, they were bankrupt because no one had ever told them about the authority of the believer, about healing, about how Jesus died and came for them, that they would never have to be alone and that there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit. So there's something that can be even harder on the human than, than a physical homelessness, than a physical poverty, but a spiritual poverty. And as we pray for the lost, as we are going out into his harvest, as we've looked at during these episodes, as this is our ultimate reward is souls. It is, that is exactly when our light will break forth like the dawn and when our healing, healing will come forth speedily. And when God will stir up that river that's on the inside of us. So again, in Isaiah, 58 and verse 9 it says, Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. That right there is enough to just rejoice about. God is a God who's alive. God is a God who answers our prayer. And it's only, I only have experienced disappointment and allowed disappointment to settle into my life whenever I lose perspective. It's only when I lose sight that he, that he doesn't answer me in my own timing or my own way, or I put God in a little box and say, okay, God, you can answer this prayer this way. That's the only time that I get disappointed. But God is a God who always answers. He hears and he answers our prayers. When God answers, it's always good. It's always timely. It's always full of hope. And it motivates us into giving thanks and to worshiping him. So as he answers, he says, here I am. And if you take away from your midst the yoke of oppression, wherever you find it, and the finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed and the godly and every form of false, harsh, and unjust and wicked speaking, and if you pour out that which sustains your own life for the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness 
and your obscurity and the gloom of your life become like noonday. You know what that sounds like a lot? To me, that sounds like depression. To me, that sounds like anxiety. To me, that sounds like being consumed with myself. There are times in my life where I know I have been the most miserable when I've only started to think about me. How can I make this work? How can I get a better job? How can I have more money? How can I pay these bills? But he's saying, when you sow your life into the world, in finances, in prayer, in everything that you have, just saying yes to him, that is when you will be satisfied. That is when your life becomes the true light of the world. Jesus said, you are that city on a hill. You are the light of the world. And how do we become that? It's when we sow our lives into the lives of the world. First of all, into our own life so that we study the word, so that we get involved with a local church, so that we sow our lives into learning more about him. And secondly, we sow our lives into the world. We pray for the harvest. We minister the word of God. We preach the word of God with our lives, with our actions, with our words. This week I had a humbling experience where I had to ask for forgiveness when I didn't really want to ask for forgiveness. I had to apologize for hurting someone that I didn't even know that I hurt them. But I want to be sensitive. It says to take away all of those harsh words towards the godly and towards the oppressed. I want to be a living sacrifice in my words, in my actions, in my thoughts, so that I can sow my life into the world, so that they would come to know Jesus Christ, that they never have to live in a spiritual drought or to live spiritually bankrupt, but they can live with this eternal hope and joy and peace and rest. And the final scripture this week is 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 19. It says, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses. Praise God, our trespasses have been wiped out by the blood of Jesus, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of restoration to favor. And so now we as Christians are Christ's ambassadors and God making his appeal as it were through us. We are as Christ's personal representatives, we beg you for his sake to lay hold of this divine favor now offered to you and to be reconciled. For our sake, he made Christ to be sin, who knew no sin, so that through him we might become and endued with and viewed as the righteousness of God. We are now approved, accepted, and in right relationship with him by his goodness. So this drought we don't have to live in drought. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to live in pain. And that is the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died. He was buried. He went to hell. He defeated the enemy. He came back and he appeared to his disciples for 40 days. And then he ascended into heaven and he is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And now because we're in Christ, he invited in us into that seated position and that same river of life that flows through heaven. It now it, that Holy Spirit river flows through us. Why? So we can minister to the afflicted, to the lost, to the addicted, to the broken. First, so that it can be transformational in my own life 
so that I can offer that and extend that to others. He listens and it may not be the answer that I expect or that I want or that I desire. Maybe it's the person you're believing God for in your family. You think I've been praying for 25 years for them to get born again. Keep praying because he is the God who answers. He is the God who has already taken their sin and reconciled them and made them into right standing with God. And all they have to do is receive your prayers are working for the lost in your family, for the lost at your work, for the lost in your neighborhood, for the lost in this nation and in the world. Keep praying for the lost because God is the God who answers. It may not be what we think or what we asked or what we imagine, but it's always good. And He is the God that is greater than anything we can ask, hope, think, dream, or imagine. So thank you for tuning into the Words in Season podcast. Remember, you can find more episodes on on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. But most importantly, remember that every time you open the Bible, it's the Word of God, and He always has a word in season for you. And God bless you. I know you